This podcast is brought to you by Amazon.com. In order to keep the lights going uh, and helping me fight the fight for science, uh, we are using uh, an Amazon banner. Basically, the idea is, you know, we all use online shopping. Um, I love it. And uh, I'm lucky enough that uh, we have this Amazon link that lets you, you want to click on it. Um, Whatever you go out and buy, you know, a little bit of that comes back to us. So it's a really cool way to help uh, promote the show, and it, it doesn't doesn't cost you anything. Um, and the link is in every episode, uh, and it's also on the website at todayinspace.net forward slash home. So uh, if you if you click on that link, basically it lets Amazon know, okay, they came from me. Uh, and if you want to make it easier so you never even have to remember it again, and you can still help out the show, bookmark it. And every time you go to Amazon, click the bookmark. And there you go. It's as easy as that. And uh, you're helping support um, the show and, and the science we're going to be doing in the future. I'll mention a little bit more about it at the end of the show. Um, but, yeah, we're going to actually start doing some science here. Um, the question is now, I mean, thanks to everyone who shopped uh, this past you know, Black Friday and, and this Christmas season. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Um, definitely got enough uh, support in to now really start thinking about what's the first mission today in space. So it's really cool. So thank you, and let's get on with the show. Today in space. Welcome to Today in Space. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Today in Space. This episode is a very special episode. It's a Christmas Eve episode. Can you believe that? It actually lines up, our Thursdays line up with Christmas this year and New Year's, which means we're going to have a New Year's episode next week. So that's pretty sick. But tonight is Christmas Eve. Um, and we're just going to have a, a fun show here. I mean, we had some amazing stuff this week. I mean, SpaceX landed the rocket finally. We're going to talk about that. Um, I'm going to defend what I talked about last week with Sarah about Star Wars. I will defend that uh, and explain myself a little bit further. Um, talk about a little bit like stuff that I like about Christmas, like what the, the meaning of Christmas means to me. I'll, I'll tell you guys that. And then uh, I'm going to end the episode with my quantum Santa theory, which is uh, how I would explain the multiverse through the use of Santa. So, let's get into it, guys. Hey, everybody. Welcome to this week's Today in Space. Uh, I am your host, Alex Rafanos, and uh, it's Christmas Eve. Uh, Worked my half day today at work. Now I'm back and uh, drinking out of a Remy Martin glass uh, some uh, Jack Daniels Winter. There's there's no endorsement there. I just that's what I want to drink today. Anyways, um, hope hope you having a great time. Uh, it's a uh, it's a fun time of the year if uh, if you want it to be. You know, like we talked about last week, there's just some <laughs> shitty people out there, and uh, you just got to be righteously you. I mean, that's how you have to approach it, or else you know, if you're good at it, just ignore them. There's that too. Not really good at that, so that's how I deal with it. <laughs> I'm righteously me. Um, 
and in honor of that, I want to defend my statements last week about uh, Star Wars. Sarah called me hipster. That kind of hurt. But it doesn't matter. I'm going to defend, <laughs> I'm going to defend my uh, anti-Star Wars-ness. So basically, w- with everything that's been happening with Star Wars, the way it's advertised, how are you seeing it everywhere, and my problem with it is the people who are making it like this thing like oh i was there you know when they released it the first day in waltham like yo i made t-shirts like and it it's just like there's so many different types of star wars fans and it's the really pushy types that really probably probably never even really watched star wars before but because it's the in thing they're doing that so because everyone and their grandmother's talking about Star Wars, I'm trying to do original stuff. And if that means not doing uh, the stuff that everyone's talking about, fine. That's how I'm going to do it. But I fucking love Star Wars. I really do. I This week, I watched the movies. The thing is, I want to I enjoy Star Wars at my own pace. Why do I have to sit there and do it when everybody else is doing it? Not going to do that. Going to do it at my own pace. I watched the first three, which is actually four, five, and six. Then I'm going to watch one, two, and three. Then I will go see the movie. Whenever that happens. I'm a busy person, man. I don't have time to do it when everybody else has to do it. <laughs> so I love Star Wars. Seriously, those movies are amazing. I, I watched them for the first time, and I, I can't tell you the last time I saw Star Wars. Like, actually sat down and watched it. Um, I watched New Hope and The Empire Strikes Back. Uh, yeah, cool, cool movies, man. I mean, they, they captured... Like, space was more of the setting of that whole thing, you know? Space was the setting of Star Wars, Um, not that it makes it any less, the setting is a huge part of the story, but it it was really the setting, like, and it was kind of like a rock opera almost, now that doesn't make sense, but, whatever, I'm I'm losing my train of thought here. (laughs) What Star Wars is, is is great, and it's, it's a, it's a great movie, and I will watch it when I want to watch it, and that's, that's it, I'll leave it there. I'll leave it there. That's all I'm trying to say. It's too much. I'm trying to bring it down a little bit. All right. Now let's talk about the historic SpaceX Falcon 9 first stage rocket landing at the landing zone one. SpaceX. All right. It was the craziest thing watching that mission. And, and mind you, it was just an experimental piece to the initial Orbcom 2 um, mission that releases 11 satellites uh, for Orbcom, and it becomes their satellite network. Um, it's, uh, as, as uh, one of the guys who was on the broadcast explained it, you know, it's the things that SpaceX does to pay the bills while at the same time trying to make spaceflight cheaper, and make getting to Mars a reality. Then we're going to get there. 
you know, and a big piece of that is reusability. Being able to, as and another great example in the broadcast, it was really something, I, the link will be up in this episode, you know, just the statement of, you know, he, he explained the, like, if, if you had to fly a plane, you know, from, you know, across the country, we'll just say, right? Um, and you built it for one go, you know, fuel and all that stuff, like, it would be like a million and a half dollars, like, to like get that plane built, launched, and then it's like it's a million and a half dollars every time you fly that thing, <laughs> you know. So I was like, okay, like that's a pretty good analogy, you know. If like that's air airplanes were the first military craft that everyone was, you know, like ah, oh, you know, whatever, and trying to figure out the the way to do it. Um, then it became militarized, and then commercial side took in, you know. Uh, when the commercial side took in, that's when they were being made cheaper um, or more efficiently. I guess that's really the way to explain it. They were being made more efficiently. And with rockets, it's a little bit different because you're you're tackling a different problem. Um, and what they've done today is now put into everyone's mind that that not only are they going to be able to do what they say they do, because they've now <laughs> they've now definitively land landed a rocket, not on a barge, but on land, weeks after Blue Origin lands New Shepard. And I, I can already hear, you know, I can already hear some people going, yeah, well, Bezo did it first, you know, you know, Bezo beat him to the punch. They're two totally different launch and landings. All right, it is a fantastic. Like sometimes you just you you're just like putting an idea, and you're just like, I hope someone on the internet has it. And um, like ZLSA Design, uh, found us on Twitter. They put up this amazing photo that it compares like the different launches and it's so easy to read they even talk about what you know the landing procedure like the different stages of landing the falcon 9 what's it called what's involved like it's craziness so anyway so to talk about the comparison between what blue origin did with new shepherd and what spacex did with falcon 9 because now we've got two so before that it was still skeptical whether we could actually land a rocket i remember having conversations with uh, a professor, a chemistry professor in college, um, talking about he just didn't see how you could cut off, cut the cost because fuel costs so much. Like you're not going to use less fuel. Like he was kind of stuck on the, because he's a chemistry professor, he's talking about the stuff he knows, which is the fuel. Um, And of course, you know, I was trying to, I'm like, well, no, like I agree. Like you're probably not going to use less fuel, but you're, you're going to make, you know, everything um, commercialized, privatized, you know, and more efficient. So you're all, you're going to cut down costs, you know, but, you know, whatever. So we got into this huge debate, but they're essentially two totally different aspects of spaceflight, okay? Um, if I were to guess, Blue Origin is taking the um, the approach from the very beginning of for human spaceflight safety. 
and they're going to keep going higher and higher and higher with their system. But they made a huge splash by getting to landing a rocket way sooner than anybody else. So that's awesome for them. And based on this graphic, um, there's something called a Karman line. I don't know what that is. Oh, it's the boundary of space. There we go. Cool. You learn something every day. So boundary of space is 100 kilometers. They went at 100.5 kilometers, all right, at liftoff. And then the drag brakes deployed and the landing burn at the end landed them nice and soft, you know. And they only moved from, like, left to right less than 20 kilometers. So that's, that's pretty high and not that far away. Taking nothing away from it, but that's essentially what it was. And it was a, a, a flight completely for that purpose. Now, what SpaceX did with the Falcon 9 was launch a regularly scheduled launch for a company that, as the great saying is, they pay the bills with, Orbcom 2. So it was a real mission that they needed to succeed in anyways. And the experimental piece was landing the first stage rocket. So that's pretty amazing. So they're delivering cargo with the second and uh, the stuff that's below the, underneath the fairings um, and then returning the first stage. So it's a, it's a completely different, I mean, at 200 kilometers, basically twice the boundary of space, the is, is the point really where the second stage removes from the first stage. So it's going higher, almost twice as high as Blue Origin's New Shepard. And that's just the first stage. Because <coughs> uh, the, the cargo is going into orbit. The left to right distance the Falcon 9 goes because it, it goes up at a trajectory arc, right? Then at the top of that arc, flips around over, like above, and then relights, re-entry burn. Then uh, once it ends, the single engine landing burn begins. So it kind of reorients itself. Then the fins come out, and uh, sorry, the fins deploy before anything. The fins, the first thing, you know. And we saw those prototyped for the first time. What? last year this year so it's already like oh you know yeah the grid funds deploy like that that was like the the thing we saw with the re-entry burn but now the the big thing that happened this time was the booster landing um you know the the landing burns were well the landing burn and the three engine boost back burn that i think is probably where a ton of the work went into like uh if i was to take a stab at it they kind of rethought everything and came up with this nice, I'm sure it's not simple, but idealistically it's probably simple, like don't do too much work. And it looks like they just do this little spin over top and it's, I'm sounding like a complete nerd here, but I mean, that's what the point of this show is. It's like, they're, they're just, I mean, and it's not just one person, this entire team is doing all this work. Um, so yeah, so it goes over 95 kilometers. Right, uh, from left to right. And what they've done is truly amazing. And I think one of the big things that SpaceX does 
that not many that they're they're at the top they're at the front edge of this like they're they're making space travel a human experience now they're making launches a human experience and what do i mean by that you need to listen to the broadcast that uh, is up in this episode for orbcom 2 because there's a crowd that's always assembled you know behind the uh glass doors of spacex where the um you know where the control team is that's running everything and like it's open to the public completely so like people can actually go and hang out during it and it's it's definitely something that is the opposite of blue origin where they're very private and you know release content once they're ready uh, SpaceX is doing the complete opposite. And, like, not only are they doing all that, their video production of the launches, their broadcast of the launches, every time they're trying new things to see what people, um, what's the best way to give the information correctly, but still make it look cool. And and that's exactly what I got out of the, the broadcast. I mean, I remember last time they added a multi, another cam, like we were seeing inside the Dragon, capsule while also seeing um, the outside and the launch they're having a whole bunch of stuff so the new thing they added this time uh, besides the graphics that were showing you know speed and altitude um, but this amazing like brilliant bar at the bottom where it like at each point uh, it shows you like what's the next part of the mission so it, satellites internal engine chill strong back retract liftoff max q start up the boost back burn like people would know like okay coming up next is the experimental landing you know and you can see that i it it's just like oh man why didn't anyone think of that before and i mean so they're, they're making an experience that you can enjoy wherever you are with the broadcast and then on top of it it's becoming after listening to this ep- to this broadcast like You'll understand, like, just, like, this is, like, the next sporting event. Like, the next thing people go to. That's what they're making this. This is, like, you know all those, like, like, Iron Man's perfect example where they do, like, the World's Fair. Like, they used to have the World's Fair back then. This is going to be, like, a cool new World's Fair kind of thing. It's like, oh, I went to go see SpaceX launch and land a rocket. You know, and you're watching, like groundbreaking science happen and it's cool what like like all of a sudden like this week like not only did they come back and land a rocket it's like oh shit like man this is the thing to do right now like i want to go to space launch like i'm already trying to figure out how i'm gonna get there um anyone hits me up (laughs) let me know (laughs) let me know how to get into that uh i think it would be awesome have a few friends uh, do a podcast maybe during, maybe after. Like, get how, like, uh, get the experience of it. I think that'd be cool as anything. I'd be amazing. So, but what I want to do is just kind of just show you what it sounded like. Like, so this is when they found out the first stage was relighting coming in for landing.
Look, 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 look. All right, all right. You, you gotta listen to this. Ready? It's just like you're like okay, like, and then all of a sudden they're they're about to lose their shit. Dude, like, like this shit is crazy. Look how, look at you, and you look at the, like, everyone's involved. The people, the, the people working on it. Like, it is the place to be. Like, what? What? Dude, everyone is involved in this, and that's what it, it, it feels like, you know? It feels like we're all a part of this every time they do a launch and it's it's awesome uh i can't wait to go to one i mean it's not a matter of if it's when <laughs> the next human experience are rocket launches and you can tell your children that you were there when they were when we were all making our way to mars you watched all the rocket launches watched all the technology from the beginning you know, if you don't think that the first rocket system, launch system, space launch system, uh, that gets us to Mars won't be as famous as the shuttle, I don't think you've thought it through. That rocket that gets there is going to be the thing. So pay attention to all this stuff now, because one of these could be involved in getting us there. It's probably going to be a combination of all of them, but you never know. Could be one that jumps out of the pack. So anyways, SpaceX launch, incredible. History was made. Congratulations to the whole team, Elon Musk, everybody involved. Congratulations, America. Congratulations, the world. We just entered possibly the, the reusable rockets era. Changed the game completely. And it's not just one person doing it either. Crazy shit, guys. Okay. So, uh, I, this week I want to talk about, because I was thinking about it, you know, my Christmas movies, and I, I realized I have, like, uh, I figured out what I like about all my Christmas, the Christmas movie I still watch, that I grew up watching. Um, it's like, um, it's like, Every movie that I like from Christmas is has Christmas as the setting of the movie. And kind of like what we were talking about earlier. Like, it's important, but it's not the most important thing about the story. You know, and it's... Uh, to give you examples, um, White Christmas. That movie's amazing for the story. Um... Scrooge, specifically the one with uh, Albert Finney, is the one I watch every year. Um, it's, it's incredible. Um, and it's just like stories like that where they they are more about, like it's a tale of human nature, a tale of, of how people act and the, the showing you the consequence of it. You know, it's just like showing you the other side, like, like, 
kind of like a forgiveness thing. It's definitely got a, a Christian uh, back into it. I mean, it is Christmas. Um, and, but more importantly, like it always is about people getting together and like humans coming together to make another person's life better for the holidays because they care about them and showing them care and love and, and, and really it's just like when they need it. It's like when, when it was, when they needed it, uh, what's another, uh, it's a wonderful life. Another movie where the setting is Christmas. It's not really about Christmas. Um, but it has a, a tale of, of people, you know, and at, at the end of the movie, all the people are together for the cause, you know, for the cause of making someone's life better. You know, why Christmas is the general, um, in Scrooge, it's actually one person affecting the lives of other people. It's a little bit different. It's a little backwards. Um, but, uh, yeah, I think that's my favorite part of Christmas is, is being with people, um, spreading love, uh, and helping anybody that I can, you know, at the time, you know, I mean, and it's, it's, it's not always about money, you know, it, it, it could be someone's having just a bad day and they need to get through it. And you say hi to them or smile at them or just get them through it. Like, and that's the smallest way you can help somebody. You know? That, that's what it's about for me. Take everything else away from it. That's what it's about for me. So, I don't know if, if you guys uh, have ever thought about it that deeply. <laughs> And you want to send in uh, what Christmas means to you or like what the holidays mean to you. Uh, would love to hear them. Uh, maybe, you know, could share them next week on the show. Um, if you want to do that, uh, you can go to todayinspacepodcast at gmail.com or hit me up on Twitter or on the Facebook page, Today in Space, uh, and just contact me there. But yeah, that's, for me, that's what Christmas is about. Okay, now I'm going to explain my quantum Santa theory. I thought about this one the, uh, a few weeks ago. Um, I think it's a very topical way to explain uh, multi-universes to uh, someone who doesn't get it. You know, just kind of, and it's not, it's not a, this is blind, this is what multi-universe is. It's just like a way to get someone to that idea. Uh, it's a theory, and I'm testing it. You let me know if it works. <laughs> so, the whole idea of multi-universes, and if I, uh, let's see what Wikipedia says the multiverse is, right? Because that's where everyone starts their internet search. The multiverse is the hypothetical set of finite or infinite, I don't know why we say those differently, possible universes, including the universe we live in. 
Together, these universes comprise everything that exists, the entirety of space, time, matter, energy, and the physical laws and constraints that describe them. And then it goes into different ways, uh, different terms for the multi-universe, uh, also parallel universes or alternate universes. And that's where Santa comes in. So, I don't know, I mean, I guess if you did a Google search, we'll do that in a second here. I remember back in the day, really before the internet, <sighs> before the internet, um, like there, you, you'd see like a bunch of different depictions of Santa Claus or Saint Nick or something like that. And really, when you see a lot, there's, there's tons of them. There's, I mean, if you just take the red coat Santa variety of Santas, how many different Santas, different versions of Santas have you seen? Then take all the different cultures that depict Santa Claus or Saint Nick or someone of that fashion, you know? I'm typing in Santa Claus to Google. Um, throughout the years, come on, internet, throughout the world, there we go, maybe that'll be good. Okay, so, basically, I think I'm just going to put Santa Claus into Google and click the images, a little dangerous, but let's try it, no, no, uh, no filters on. <laughs> We're getting the internet pure. <laughs> okay. So I'm looking at this. You can look at the same link that I'm looking at. And just look at all the different varieties of Santas. That's just the red coat Santas. Then you start getting into uh, some really weird shit. Okay. <laughs> it's getting weird. Um, so there's a whole bunch of different Santas before the red suit Santa. Before... What is it? Allegedly, Coke is the one that that made red Santa Claus suit Santa <laughs> popular, right? Isn't that the saying? And before that, there were millions of different Santas. There was, I mean, I know the one I saw regularly in a lot of old photos is a Santa with like the earth tone suit. You know, he, he lives in the woods. He lives outside all the time. He's got reindeer, you know. Um, <laughs> sorry, <laughs> if you keep scrolling through this, it, it gets, it's a little weird. So anyways, every different variety of Santa, every different version of Santa, every time a Santa is thought up and created, it's, we'll just say for this intensive purposes, it's a different reality of Santa, right? They're all Santa Claus. But depending on which universe, which I guess in this case is people's minds and people's interpretation of Santa Claus, each one of those is a Santa that has an Earth, that gives presents. Well, maybe some of them don't have Earth. Gives presents and is essentially Santa Claus with a little twist. That's the kind of variety on just Santa and think of all the different, I mean, if you take one incident and change it, 
you know, it becomes a, 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 a it fractals into a whole bunch of other Santas. The perfect example of that is the Coca-Cola Santa, allegedly. The Coca-Cola Santa, <laughs> the red suit Santa is a fractal mess of Santas, right? How many different versions of Santa and a red suit have you seen? And that's just in one variety of universes where something called, you know, a popular soda that I've already mentioned before <laughs> made the marketing move, genius move, culture changing move to put Santa in a red suit to match their brand. And boom, there's an infinite amount of those types from that one decision. So it kind of gets you on the way to understanding just how batshit insane the idea of a multiverse is, but how it's totally reasonable too. It's kind of baffling, but if, if you ever wanted to explain to somebody what the multiverse was, I hope my quantum Santa theory can at least get you going. You know, maybe maybe a slight jog before the run. We're definitely not sprinting here, but we're definitely not walking either. Maybe it's a brisk power walk to the idea of the multiverse. <laughs> All right, everybody. Thank you so much for listening in uh, on the Christmas Eve special of Today in Space. Uh, I hope there was enough Christmas Eve slash science in there for you. Um, and I hope you have a great holiday weekend, whether you're celebrating the holiday itself or getting paid mad overtime for a holiday that you don't even celebrate. So I hope you're making money. <laughs> Kick it ass. Um, that's about it. Uh, can't wait for next week. Uh, it's the New Year's Eve show. Uh, I'm going to be recounting the last year or so. Well, no, the year of the show. Um, kind of going through my favorite moments, maybe doing a few clips here or there. We'll see how much I can get done, uh, this weekend and, uh, next week with work. So that's about it, guys. Have a great weekend. Uh, Merry Christmas to all those who celebrate and have just spread the cheer of joy to all of you. It's a season greeting. I'm not calling you names. Just want to say Merry Christmas. And if you want to support uh, the Today in Space podcast, uh, the easiest way to do that, uh, other than going to listen to uh, our amazing song me and John made about uh, Pluto the Misunderstood on pretty much every listening app that's out there, even YouTube. Uh, so go check it out. Uh, you can also uh, just do your shopping on Amazon like you usually do. Um, that's pretty much it. All you got to do is click the link uh, under the support the podcast here part on this episode or on the homepage. Uh, click either of those. Uh, bookmark it if uh, you want to just not ever have to remember and, and still donate. It makes it a lot easier. 
Um, and then you just do your shopping like normal and that's it. Uh, and the money that's, uh, coming in from that because Amazon gives a small portion back to us, uh, is going towards the next, the first science project that we're going to be doing here. Um, and it will do with space. So, um, I'm trying to plan a mission <laughs> where we will at least attempt to go into space, uh, at a budget. So I am doing a lot of research, and when I come up with my options on what we're going to do, we're going to have a vote, and whatever gets voted for is what we'll do, and uh, it's going to be really cool. So, uh, and it helps keep, uh, keep the lights on and the mics going, and me coming back uh, to, to fight for science, that's what it's about. So, uh, thanks everybody uh, for listening, and we'll be back next week another episode of Today in Space. Peace out.